Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and give us that five-star rating. Maybe you'll leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about the variety that you get right here on the CEP Network. The CEP Network now has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It is that easy. We are happy to announce that finally we have merchandise for you to get a hold of. Go to buyjack.com slash CEP and take a look at the tees, hoodies, mugs, and koozies for Raised on the Radio and the rest of the CEP network and get you some swag. In this episode, we get into a few controversial topics, including the recent video that Chris D'Elia put out and whether that was the right move or not. Then we give our thoughts on transgender men and women in sports. So yeah, we got controversial on this one. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out on the social medias. You can reach us on the Raised on the Radios, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. And if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now, let's get into the episode. Well, hello there. Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. As usual, I am one half of the show. I am Colt Brocado, my good friend Patrick Blair in Zoomland. How are you, sir? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get into it. All right, controversy. It's a big day. It's a big it's a day. Big day. Are you, I don't know. Are you just making it a big day, or is there something that I don't know about? Let's make it a big day. Okay. Let's, let's start off. Let's start off with something hot here. What do you got? <laughs> First off, I have to say this is different from the Patrick Blair that I'm, I'm used to. This is, this seems, sounds like an optimist Patrick Blair. I don't I'm not used to that. Are you saying that I'm a negative person <laughs> and I'm a pessimist? A little bit. I mean, you do realize we record these shows. We can go back and listen to who the more positive person on their show is. Clearly, it's me. Are you sure? Clearly. Um, no, I'm not. No, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm negative. <laughs> My wife okay. called me a hater okay. yesterday. For, for a second, I was worried. Wait, did you say your wife called you a hater? Yeah, she calls me a hater all the time. Oh, well, it's, it's I mean, she probably has the right to do that, right? There's it's probably, like good, probably good reasoning behind it. I mean, I, like I said, I like her. <laughs> I try not to hate on her or the things that she does. But apparently I was and I didn't know it. And so she called me on it. And, they, you know, that's what you got to do. I have, like I said, I fully embrace the hater, hypocrite sort of role that I've I've been called on. You know, the, pro, the, the like I said, the, the, the key is, do you acknowledge that you do these things? And how do you move forward? So she called me on it. I said, you know what? You're right. I'm not going to apologize. However, I'll stop specifically this thing. I won't talk about anymore. Other things I'm going to continue to talk about. For sure. Um, yeah, but, but she's a, she's a very opinionated person. So I got I to pick my, choose my battles wisely with her. You know? Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see how your little one ends up. Well... Yeah, unfortunately, I think he's getting her crazy side. Uh oh, which is not good for the rest of the world. But we'll see. <laughs> well, actually, he's still just a little guy. So we actually, uh, so I don't think I've actually said it on the show, but that me and my wife are expecting. It's about time. Congratulations! I know, right? And uh, we actually, so I actually, I actually 
Axe, Axe, Axe. I asked you a while back, just through text message, I said, uh, you know, at what point did you really feel like, did it sink in that you were having a baby? Yeah. And you told me uh, when they were pulling it out of my wife. That was your yes. answer. And yes. for the longest time, I was like, man, that's probably going to be me too. Like, because it, it just doesn't feel like it's it's a thing that's happening. I mean, I'm sure it does to my wife because she's the one that's been sick. But right, yeah, it's it's just it's real. It's real to them. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just odd. It's it's weird. But we did go yesterday and start looking at like baby stuff to buy, like the car seat and the stroller. And that's still not real. The, that's just the stuff. crib and all that kind of stuff. And it's like it it, it still hasn't sunk in a hundred percent, but it's getting there now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah well, it will. I, I mean, when I I wasn't being funny when I said that though. Oh, I know. Uh, for for real, like I. People would, but see, look, I never, I've never been a person where I was like, I want to have kids, right? Uh, when I met my wife, I mean, my wife and I have been, we've been, we're, we've been married for close to two years now. We've been together for nearly eight. When we met, you know, when we started, okay, we're, we're, we're an item. We're serious about this. And she was asking me, you know, about kids and marriage. And at the time, I was like, no, I'm good. Let's just, let's just party. Let's just, <laughs> let's just do our thing. Um, and I think that was f- fun for her at first, but then as time progressed, she'd be like, Hey, so by the way, uh-huh. Hey, so by the way, and I was always like, look, if kids happen, they happen. And, uh, that's not how it happened. Once we got married, she's like, you're fucking giving me a baby <laughs> whether I have to. So, um, which was fine, whatever. It was a fun process. Um, <laughs> so, like, when she got pregnant, I was always like, "Okay, you're pregnant. I just let me know what you need." We life for us didn't change. You know what I mean? She yeah. she still did her thing. I still did my thing. We still did our thing together as a couple. She was just now pregnant. You know what I mean? Like, um, people would say to me, "Like, yeah, your whole world's gonna change." I still don't feel that he's nearly eight months old. I, I don't feel it. Really? I don't feel it. I feel we're still the same people, but now there's a child and I hope people don't take that as like, I'm a terrible parent. No, no. I live for this little shit. Yeah, now. for sure. Yeah. But it hasn't changed me and I, I didn't want it to. That's the other thing too. I didn't want to change who I was and she didn't want to change who she was. Yeah. That's the agreement that we both like when it was finally like, all right, We've been married for a while. Do we want to have a kid or do we want to try? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Because we had had the conversation like, we're not going to change. I'm not going to change who I am. You're not going to change who you are. And then once we have a kid here, we're going to love he or she. We're going to take care of them. We're going to provide everything we can, but we're still going to be the same people. And we're going to have fun with them. We're going to be their best friend. And that's ultimately what's happened, uh, which I think is cool. Uh, I, I wonder if you would be saying these same things if you would have had a girl. Just, was, that was going to be the next thing I said. Uh, just from seeing, helps. just from seeing other people with like other friends of mine who had a baby girl, you know, it's just like the the whole thing around it is like you're wrapped around their finger from you know from the first second that they're born. I, I, I that's true. Like it's there for sure. Yeah, I don't. Maybe. Well, look, I when we started, she was like, "What do you? What do you want?" I said, well, I, I don't have a 
preference necessarily, but I do know that if I have a, a boy, he's going to be my best friend. And it's going to be one of those situations where when he gets older, he's dad's going to be partying with him. He's going to be partying. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. going to be a grown up really early in his life or be around grown up things, I guess. Uh, which again, some people think that's a problem, but I, that's kind of the way that I was, I grew up and look at me. I'm, I'm a, I'm a shining example of what to do with your life. Um, and then I said, if I have a little girl, I'm going to be overly protective probably, but I'm going to embrace the role of, cause I, like I was raised by women, you know, my mom was a stay at home mom. My dad, all he did was work. He was never home. And my oldest sister is 10 years older than me. So by the time I had a brain, she was gone. She was out of the house. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there wasn't that bonding. And then for whatever reason, my younger sister, we just didn't have that sort of, and maybe it was because we had a stay at home mom. Like I didn't have to take care of her. My mom did everything, you know, it was her job. She was a stay at home mom. So like, there wasn't that sort of role that I had to take on of like protecting her and taking care of her and making sure she ever, you know, I didn't do that because my mom was just, that's what she did. So I said, if I have a girl, it's going to be bad. Like I'm, I'm going to embrace that role. Um, so I had a boy. So here we are. And he's, like I said, my best friend, like we just, like my, my wife was like, like, I'll, I'll like sing to him and shit when she's in, like in the kitchen or in the, in another room. And she goes, this is what you do all day, isn't it? I go, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was like, before you walked in, we were listening to Bone Thugs and Harmony and we were fucking, I go, yeah, this is what we do. I don't know. Am I supposed to do something else? Like, what are we supposed to do? She's like, do you read to him? I'm like, yeah. And then we listen to Tupac. Get over it. I guess. <laughs> um, Does are she- you guys going to find out what you're having? Yes. So we just, okay. we had a, a doctor's appointment this last week that uh, was the doctor's appointment where they say, do you want to do like all the testing and all that kind of stuff? Like the carrier testing, do you want to find out if you carry anything? Do you want to care, you know, find out yeah. if there could be any issue, potential issues with the baby, that kind of stuff. So we went ahead and did it. And, uh, but we went ahead and took off the gender deal off of that. Cause the thing is, is we get the results from that all to our phone and my uh, and my wife wants to know or wants to find out the traditional way she wants to find out through ultrasound at the 20 week mark what we're going to have so it's if she would have gotten the results to her phone the you know the uh, whole baby thing is going to be on there so it's going to be a long six and a half weeks <laughs> knowing that we still have to wait that long like to me i don't know it's not that big of a deal like whether i find out tomorrow or i find out in six weeks it's not that big of a deal to me but she wants it to be like traditional so i uh i respect that i'm okay with it we're gonna find out one way or another and with this whole testing thing you know it gives us a little bit more time if something were to pop up and there would be issues anywhere at least it gives us a little more time to you know, get things in order or at least get mentally prepared for anything, but I don't foresee, yeah. anything. I don't foresee anything happening. Yeah. It's we, I wanted to, I wanted to wait until she gave birth. Now like, fuck she, she off like, with that. She's that she's is like, you're fucking out of your mind. No she's way. Like, There's no way. If we have another one, I think we might do that. Um, I, but we'll see. I, I can we'll see, see. I, can, I, I can see that a little better, but or with a second one, maybe, but not with the first yeah. one. There's too there's too much money that gets involved before the baby even gets here. <laughs> eh, for you, fine. no, it's not. <laughs> really, eh. it's not. 
So like, yeah, it's fine. But yeah, I get, I get it that people do want to find out. And I'll be honest, like when we did find out, which by the way, she went and did it on her own. I wasn't even a part of that process. She just came home one day with gifts. It's like, hey, it's a boy. I was like, oh, thanks. Are you kidding um, me? No. Oh, dude. I said, she's, she's a firecracker, man. She'll, she'll, she'll take your legs out. Don't worry about it. Don't cross her. Um, <laughs> which I thought was kind of cool. She wanted to surprise me, you know, which I, 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 I get it. Like she got me, she got me gifts, like me a gift. Okay. When she found out, like it wasn't about like, you know, I'm being sneaky. I mean, it was like, I want to know, and then I'm going to surprise him and I'm going to give him gifts. We just, we're like gift giving people to each. We just buy each other gifts for no reason. So it was a good, perfect opportunity for her to have a reason and, and surprise me. So at first I was like, you did what? I'm not opening that. Get that gift out of my face. You did what? But either way. Um, yeah. So, well, that's good. I'm excited. We're excited for you. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be life changing Colt. It's going to change you, your you, life. Unless you're like Patrick Blair and it doesn't really change your life at all. Now there's just a little kid running around your house. I get it. It's life changing. But <laughs> when people, I, I don't know, maybe that that's, yeah, that's me. Of course, being the optimist, calling people on their bullshit when they're like, hey, it's going to change your life. Um, sure. Sure. It will. everything changes your life. When you get a new car, it changes your life, right? It's when you buy a new house, it changes your life. Everything changes your life. How do you deal with it? That's the thing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you should apply more knowledge to that when you have a child, but whatever we're doing fine. <laughs> he's healthy and well, that's like, he's, he's on the grid and I have to keep him alive. And so far we're doing a good job at that. So is that a CK or a, uh, Louis CK joke you just made? Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. 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 You're on the grid, motherfucker. I gotta keep you alive. You're on the grid, motherfucker. Yeah. Speaking of that's a speaking of comedians. What happened to comedians? What happened? Uh, that that's a b- very broad question. What do you mean by that? When did they stop being comedians? When were they so worried about offending people? What happened? Uh, when people started actually becoming offended. Like, Remember when like, we talked like, about like, Ari like, Shafir? Okay, okay, okay. But listen, okay. Comedians from the get-go were, a, 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 most of them were about, okay, I can't say most. A lot of them were about offending. A lot of the stuff they said was real and offensive. But nobody was offended by what was being said. Like, you're yeah. George Carlin and you're Richard Pryor and those guys who were like the, you know, the beginning of what we have now. Th- those guys said things like they saw things and they didn't care what people really thought about it. And a lot of that stuff you could be offended by if you chose to be, but it wasn't, that wasn't the culture back then. And it wasn't the culture until maybe the past, what, five, 10 years that people really started giving a shit about what the comedians were saying or taking it personally, well, what they're saying. It's not even necessarily about it. Well, it, people do give a shit about what they're saying. Like I said, when we talked about Ari Shafir, and the joke he made about Kobe, whether you think it's a joke or not, he still gets to say it. If you don't like it, don't listen to him. Don't pay attention. Uh, but he shouldn't have had to apologize for that. I don't think it's it's not in my personal taste to joke about the dead and their dead child and other people's dead children. But he has that right, and he shouldn't have to apologize. And I shouldn't have to apologize for saying he shouldn't have to apologize. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's what it's become. 
But so I'll take it even a step further. You said Pryor and Carlin. How about Lenny Bruce? Yeah. Lenny Bruce would say things on purpose so that he would go to jail, so that he was making a statement for all of those trying to do what he was doing, saying, hey, it was almost like he was martyring, martyring himself to make the art more readily available, not only to people who wanted to be comedians, but also for people who were listening to go, hey, it's okay. It's okay if you say something that might be deemed controversial or someone... And, and I think the main point is like, you're going to say something that someone's not going to like, no matter how positive you think it is, mm-hmm. right? Someone's not going to like it. And you don't have to apologize. You shouldn't have to. That's what freedom of speech is. Um, yeah, but there should be thought that comes along with it too. Not just immediate, I'm pissed off because you said that, but more like, okay, I, uh, I 100% agree with what you just said. Or I don't agree with that. No, let's move on with life. Whatever. Yeah. Well, look, you're right. You're right. But also, when I say what happened to comedians, I, not only with the apologizing, but when did they just get so soft? When did the lifestyle change to this woke sort of watered down sort of like thing where like they're afraid of any controversy? So on the last show, maybe two shows ago, I asked about, have you heard a peep from Chris D'Elia? Right. And we both were like, I don't know. That fuck. Where the good. Do-? I don't know. Did he just, dis- he disappeared. Right. Well, into my YouTube feed yesterday comes a Chris D'Elia video. First time he's been online. And I don't know how long, which I have to assume means that he listened to our show and he's like, Oh, I better say something. So he went ahead and made a video. Of course. And, yeah, if anyone's wondering why he came back, any of those Delia fans were the reason. So, like, but he comes into my YouTube feed, and he in the, I think is the heading. It's been a while. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah. Which immediately, no. I, at first, I thought, is he sending me a stained video? Like, I didn't know what this uh, was. <laughs> so, so the title is "It's been a while," and I was like, well, you know what? It has been a while. I'm curious because, look, he got accused of some nasty shit. He didn't do anything wrong. For those that don't know, he was accused of engaging in sexual congress with minors, and he was sending, you know, sexually suggestive messages to minors. And, look, no, he wasn't. The girls were of age. It was all consensual. It's been proven. He didn't do anything wrong. If anything, we can find him a little bit creepy because he likes just legal enough girls. But yes, that's creepy. Again, maybe to some, but to some people, that's their thing. Yeah. That's their, um, that's their perversion. You know, mm-hmm. how many guys do you know? And I think we talked about this when this happened, but how many guys do you know? You know, a couple because I do Yeah. that are like, Ooh, when they see a young girl and they say something like, Oh, I bet she's barely legal or like, you know, something weird like that. And you're like, ugh, dude, <laughs> that's gross. Those guys exist. I know. Yeah. By the dozens. Mm-hmm. By the dozens multiplied by the extra dozens and then the more dozens. They mm-hmm. exist. Not my thing. Not my thing. But it is some people's thing. Just like, you know, when Louis C.K. got in trouble. What did he get in trouble for? What did he do? He asked for consent if he could jerk off in front of women. Some said no. And he dropped it. 
Some said yes, and he did it. That's his perversion. That's what he. That's his thing. Right. He didn't do anything wrong. So with what, Chris Delia, he what, gets a key. Hang on. With Louis C.K., was there anyone that he just did it without getting permission from? From what I've heard, no. Okay. I couldn't. Re- I couldn't. Rem- I, I couldn't remember if not. And not heard from what I've read and heard people talking about on podcasts and whatever. Um, look, is it is it weird to walk up to a woman that's in a, in a green room at, in the back of a comedy club and say, hey, can I jerk off in front of you? Right. Absolutely. A little bit weird. Again, not my thing. However, it's not weird if she goes, yeah, and you should do it. And then you pull your <laughs> dick out and you jack off. That's not weird. I know. That's, I get that's it. That's consensual sexual behavior between adults. Some people might find them weird, but... At the end of the day, they're not doing anything wrong. So Chris D'Elia gets accused of all this shit and come to find out it was all consensual. All the girls were of age, but he disappears. He basically gets canceled, doesn't have his podcast anymore. His agent drops, whatever. He's gone. He disappears for months. And then yesterday he brings out this video. Now, I clicked on the video because I was curious. I'm wouldn't necessarily call myself a fan of his, but I know who he is. I've watched two of his specials, probably part, part, part of the way through. I've seen him on podcasts. I watch and listen to, I've heard him on, you know, um, so I was curious. So I clicked it and I listened. Now, how long is that video with 10 minutes? Maybe. Yeah. Right up for the entire 10 minutes. I was waiting for him to start laughing, crack a joke. Oh, you thought this wasn't serious. Why would it be? You're a comedian. You disappeared for months. Come back and, dude, could you imagine? Could you imagine if he had just come back and made that video and he'd done his stupid, that laugh that he does? And he goes, yeah, I'd like him barely legal. And laughed about it. And, and, uh, and dude, he would go viral and his career would explode. Just like Louis, all he had to do was come back and, he, and go, well, I asked. But, oh, man. I, okay, I see what you're saying. Yes, that would go viral, but then, yeah, it would offend but, some people. But, but so then what? it's going to come across like he's mocking the situation for something that he got in, that he's been. Oh man, I, I I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But he should mock the situation. But, but, a because he's a comedian, and B because he didn't do anything wrong. But he has to weigh the fact: is it is it important enough to him to get through all of the crap he's going to have to go through by that video going viral? and get through the sea of people that are going to be pissed off about it for his are career to explode. I know. I are get you it. a comedian or are you a, a, a fucking uh, a doormat for Twitter trolls? What are you? Right. You're a comedian. So he comes back and he put puts out this serious uh, emotional, which again, come on, bro. Like, look. If he's got problems, he's got problems. He basically comes out and says he's a sex addict. Which is weird, but he didn't actually say that. Because he even talked about going to therapy and stuff, but he never said that he was like diagnosed as being a sex addict or anything, which is kind of, I was put aback by a little bit. Yeah, he said it through implication. Yeah. Which I thought was, like you just said, I thought that was a little bit weird. But, dude, you're a comedian. It's almost like you're supposed to be a sex addict. It's like it's like a musician. Like if a member of Motley Crue came out and said, "Yeah, I'm, 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 
I for, forgive me for all that I've done. Forgive me for my sins and all that debauchery that sold us millions of records. I'm a sex addict. What? You're what? <laughs> Your name is Nikki Six. I would expect you to be a sex addict. And I don't know if, but, any, but the, you understand what I'm saying. Like, you know, you named yourself Axel Rose. You should be a sex addict. Like, I, I, if he's not doing anything wrong, and look, if he thinks being a sex addict is wrong and it's overtaken his life, again, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to judge him for that. If he really thinks he has a problem, then get help. Okay, but where are you going to go from here? So you're going to be the sex addict comedian who apologized for all of the, um, I don't know. I mean, it, Lenny it, Bruce it, didn't go to jail for you so that you could come back and, and apologize about liking sex because it was readily available to you because of your career. And it was almost like, like he was saying, like, it's a problem that it was so easy for him to have sex with random women because of his job. No, that's not a problem. It comes with the job. Some people may think that's wrong, but it comes with the job. If those women are willing to have sex with him because they think he's funny or because they think he's funny and, and good looking or because they think he's funny, good looking and charming and, oh, by the way, has money. That's up to those women. He's not doing They're not doing anything wrong. If well, it's consensual. He, he also he also played it like and we won't know whether it's true or not. Uh, whether he's actually going out and trying to find women or, but the way he played it off was that when he would get off stage, he would have 50, you know, different messages in his inbox of people, of women wanting to get together with him. So he's kind of playing it off as if I didn't start this, like they came to me first. All I did was acknowledge that they did and said, yeah, let's get together. Again, but if that if that is the truth, then if it's consensual, what did he do wrong? Nothing. But why is one worse than the other? So if he's the guy, yeah, going out and trying to get laid, why is that wrong? Also, the only it, based off this video, the only reason I would say that is because apparently he does have a fiance. Okay, cheating's I get it. But that but that's okay. the, but if he's just a single comedian on the road. I don't see that it's an issue. So morally speaking, you could you could you could be offended because he cheated on his fiance. Well, A, it's not your fucking business, it's right. his and hers. Right. And B, he still didn't do anything wrong. He didn't he didn't break any laws. He didn't commit any crime. Right. Yeah, he's not a good guy because he cheated on his fiance. I got news for people. Comedians cheat when they're on the fucking road. Musicians look, look cheat how, when they're look, on the fucking road. Look how many marriages and divorces that we see in the music industry and in the comedy industry. Yeah. Isn't Andrew look, Dice Clay on like his eighth marriage or something? <laughs> oh, yeah. Stop getting married. Um, yeah. Isn't that nuts? Um, Isn't that nuts? Wouldn't you think after like the first one they would understand, they would get it? Yeah, but I mean, what is it? What what is it that makes? I don't know. I I guess it's not just comedians. Though. I guess it's anybody. I look at that and I'm like, what makes you get married four times? Well, how many times is too many? I mean, I four, guess I two, three. <laughs> I'm just curious. 
you, I would say after two, if you get divorced after two, you really have to make, like really look at yourself hard and look at, should this happen again? One, like I'll give you one because people get married young and things like that. And it, sometimes it, it's just not the right decision to make. I get it. And then, you know, so a second one, you're like, all right, I can re I can redo all this. I can, you know, make my life better. And then after two, if that doesn't work out, then you kind of look at yourself and be like, am I the reason? And if so, should I be marrying anybody else? Yeah, but I, I, I'm with you on that. But there are some people out there that think relationships only last so long anyway. So whether we get married or not, this relationship has an expiration date. So why would you get married? It's just the thing people do. <laughs> just so you can give half of your money to them when it's over with? I mean, where, I'm not, <laughs> you know what? See, that's one of those times where I was going to say something and I stopped myself. Um, my only thing, and again, it's none of my business, and they're not doing anything wrong, but if you get married multiple times and have kids with each marriage, that's, Jesus Christ, what are you doing to your kids? But yeah. again, None of my business. People do it. Those kids, some kids in with parents uh, divorce grow up just fine. Multiple divorces, they grow up just fine. Whatever. So, again, it's not against the law to get married six times. It's not against the law to have kids with each partner. Do what you do. Um, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I don't know how many is too many. But, but back to what you and I were just saying. People fucking cheat when they go on the road. It's just they do. I do. Some people don't, but some people do. It just happens. It's, it's you know, um, you can be an you can be as open and honest as you want with your partner, but if you're out away from them constantly, you can't control the situation always. Now. Could you be a good good guy? Go to your show. Now listen, listen, listen to me. Check this okay. out. Okay. Check okay. this out. Okay. I'm listening. So like, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying by you can't control the situation all the time. You can do, you can try your best. Absolutely. And I'm saying you need to make an effort. I'm not saying don't make an effort at all because you're fucked. I'm saying you make an effort. But if you're a guy, you're a comedian. We'll just use comedian because I don't want this to sound too anecdotal. Say you're a comedian. You, you, you. Get on an air, you go to the airport, you get on a plane, you fly to your destination, you take a cab or an Uber or a car to your hotel, you check into your hotel. Now, you could be a good boy and you could just stay in your room, order room service, watch TV, fall asleep, right? Wake up the next day, order room service again for your breakfast, take a shower, maybe go to the hotel gym, go back to your room, wait till the show starts. Take a car to the show, do the show, do your meet and greet. Go back to your hotel room, fall asleep, take the plane the next morning out of town. Yeah, you could do that. And there are guys that probably do do that. However, there's a lot of time to just sit around and think about what it is you're doing and how boring it is and how far away you are from home. And oh, by the way, the other person at home isn't, is, isn't just this innocent person that isn't having these same feelings that the person on the road is. And this isn't about this isn't about male and female. It has nothing to do with that. It, this is humanity. The other person's at home, thousands of miles away, with some sort of freedom 
having all the same thoughts as the person who's sitting in that hotel room is having. My husband or wife is a thousand miles away, right? Let me go out. Let me go grab lunch. The kids are whatever. Let me go grab lunch. Let me go out with, with my friends. Let me go. Let me do. I'm just saying you can't control the situation when someone is a thousand miles away. You can try your best to control your own, but you cannot control theirs. It's up to them. So without the open communication about, hey, we're on the same, same wavelength, not only with our communication, but with our situation. Look, man, like for real, how many, how many people are checking in once every hour? When they're away from their spouse. Right. I get it. That's not what trust is. I get it. Okay. There are some people who can be trusted and there's some people who cannot be. I guess that's my point. I, I don't know. So, okay. So you're saying you can't control the situation, but here's the difference with him is that he's looking for the situation because he's oh, going yeah, into his inboxes and he's looking for those women who are reaching out to him to try to get together. No, I get that. And it's it's specifically for this. You know what I'm saying? Like you could he could control the situation better if he wasn't looking for it. If he wanted to go out to the bar and have a few drinks and whatnot, and I'm not condoning this, but I'm saying that if something were to happen, he were to hook up with a girl from a bar or something like that just because it happened. I could see that more than him specifically walking off stage and automatically looking for this. But listen, one is not worse than the other. Okay. <laughs> it's not. I'm just saying, whether he goes to an inbox and sees 50 girls who are sending pictures of their tits and he says, come to my hotel room, or whether he goes out to a bar after the show and there's a girl at the bar who says, yep, it's happening. We're, we're, we're going to have sex. One's not worse than the other. It's the same situation. It's just the, the moment is created a different way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying it's right that he's cheating on his fiance if that's what he was doing, which I guess he said he was. But uh, comedians cheat. And if you had an understanding with your fiance that you were going to put out an apology video or an apology statement and you guys discussed that it wasn't okay for you to joke about that, that's on you. Well, but again, where does he go from here as a comedian? Well, know. listen, okay. He really had two what two routes to take to for this, right? To move on with his career. You either he either takes the route of I did nothing wrong and take the backlash for that and then hopefully he overcomes it and moves on with his career. Okay. Or he gets out in front of it like he did here and says I did do something wrong because he knows that's going to appease his fans and the media a little better by saying, I did do something wrong. I'm working on it. Now let's move forward. He had those two different options and he, this is the one he chose. Yeah. Well, it wasn't funny. <laughs> I don't think it was supposed to be. <laughs> I would have rather it been funny. You're, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, uh, sorry, you're a comedian, and that was not funny. I don't like it. <laughs> Re let's redo that. <laughs> Look, man. <sighs> Again, it's it's up to him. He has, he can do whatever he wants. Uh, I can obviously comment on it, and this is what we're doing, I guess. I Call me a hater or what? But look, 
a part of me also thinks, all right, dude, you had a, a really good following on YouTube. That following, for the most part, tuned in and watched you because they thought you were funny. He's still financially benefiting from that video and the views it gets. Yeah, for sure. Be funny. <laughs> That's all. Do you have a clip of him? Yeah, give me a second. I feel like I feel like without the clip, we need to build some context for those that are listening. If we haven't lost you by now, because I do, I probably sound like such a dick. Um, that usually happens. I, but, well, um, you do. You do realize that after you say it most times. I dig my own holes. Yes, I understand. <laughs> All right, here we go. Give me one second. I'm gonna put this up. When I first started doing stand up, and I started getting a little bit of notoriety in my early 30s. Um, you know, having sex got a lot easier is the... It should. Uh, you know. It will. For lack of better words. Um, and I felt lucky. I felt like... You were. Oh, wow. I don't need to work as hard. You know, I can just... You don't. Do a show and then have sex or roll into a city and look at my uh, inbox and then just start writing and and i did man i wrote i mean i know you've seen some of the messages online i mean there's there's way more than that i i, I would get 50 at least 50 messages after a show each city a night and i would reply to all of them and i thought in my uh, in my mind that being straight up with these women was the right thing to do i'd say hey come to my it hotel was. room and let's have sex let's make out let's let's do this let's do that and that was what I thought was right. It was. I realized through all of this that doing that is just treating sex like it's casual and and being flippant with people. Um, and that's not the guy I want to be. It's not okay, and I'm sorry for that. So, yeah. So, basically, he's apologizing for being... What's the word for male whore? Cad? Is that it? What? I've never heard that in my life. That's a word? Cad? I, I want to say that I'm correct on that, yes. It's not a word that I often use, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. Is that a word or um, is that a stand for something? That's the fucking way. You're going to make me look this up. Who cares? It doesn't matter. He's a male whore. Okay. Anyway, okay. I'm pretty sure that's the word. But so he's apologizing for having casual sex on the road as a comedian again what did he want that sex to mean what was it supposed to mean you've done nothing wrong if a girl sends you a message saying hey let's hang out and you and if you're honest with her okay if you're honest with her and you say yeah let's hang out why don't you just come to my hotel room we'll have sex that girl has two choices. She shows up and she does it or she goes, oh, that's not what I meant. You're gross. And then she shows it to all her friends. She puts it on Instagram and he's put on blast. And then everyone moves on. And see, that's my thing too, is that he he had to know that a situation like this could happen. No matter what oh, night it is, no matter what night it is, those messages are still there. Anybody can screenshot anything from their phone. Of course. And whether that girl chose to go there or she said what you said and said, no, gross, I don't want to do that. Then she screenshots that and it gets put on Instagram and now it's viral. Now your career is where it is now. That could happen I, any night, any night that he, that he does this, that could happen. Yeah, but 
But again, I don't feel as anything should happen to his career. The nature of his job, this is a normal thing. It's always been this way. And let me be clear about something I said. I said, you can't control the situation. Here's what I meant by that. If you're in a relationship with all sorts of holes, this is what I mean, because I don't, I, don't, I don't want it to sound like this is, this is, this is uh, uh, my situation, because I am someone who travels, okay, and am away from my wife. But uh, what I'm trying to say is, if there are holes in your relationship, that's what I'm saying about controlling the situation. If there are holes and you're leaving the relationship with ongoing issues, all of that stuff on the road, all of that stuff for the person at home, all of the temptation, all of the dishonesty, all of the, you know, being disloyal, being untrustworthy, it gets easier. That's my point. I don't know if that was a situation, right? But it gets easier. Okay. Or you're in a relationship where you have the understanding that I'm going to go on the road and I might cheat. That I know people that have been in relationships like that. Yeah. Okay. That are still in relationships like that. They're in open relationships. Okay. And it wasn't necessarily because one person left and the other stayed home. They, they had nothing to do with that. That just was their relationship. That is their relationship. So like that's a situation as well. Some people find those people to be morally reprehensible. So what? doesn't matter. It's their right. They can do what they want. Um, so for him, it's just like, man, I, I, I get why you're apologizing because you feel you have to, because you've been canceled, but man, how much more of an impact would that have that state? And by the way, that was two, what a minute and a half of a 10 minute statement where he does talk about, he's going to therapy. His fiance knows that he's cheated. He wants to be a better role model for his son. I get that. I get that. Uh, But also, you can agree with, let me know if you agree with this. Our kids need to grow up in a world, and this is just my opinion, where it's okay to say what you're feeling. Sometimes it might be wrong. Sometimes there might, sometimes there might be consequences, but it's their right. Right? So what I'm, by well, what I, when I'm saying that, and what mm-hmm. I mean by that is, had he come out, said, <laughs> I like him barely legal, and then told a joke. Yeah, that might have offended some people, but he can do that. Now he didn't do that. I get it. He felt what he did was right. Maybe. I don't know. But, but I, you know, when he's saying, uh, you know, set an example for my kid, I agree. I agree. I agree. But why does your kid, why, why are you letting other people create, you know, for sort of, write this narrative for you that you're some sort of villain to your child you know well but didn't he write that for himself like why did he even have to include his his fiance and his kid in that video he didn't have to and how many and and how many people are actually going after him because he cheated on his fiance it's not even about that right no it's not so that's what i'm saying like he chose to make that part of this and it's probably the, it's probably because he, it makes him look more more honest, more honest because and he open about it. Yes, yes. Yeah, but it's also everyone knows that. Look, if 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 all he's done is cheat on his fiance, if that's the original story that comes out, well, people just go, oh, "That guy's a piece of shit," and they move on. It's not as sexy a story, right? 
If it's, oh, I cheated on my fiance, oh, by the way, with a 16-year-old. Right. Right. That doesn't get as many clicks. That doesn't turn the page. But now, but now do, depending on whoever writes the story, can't this look worse now? Because you've got the original story, but now we're adding fuel to it by adding that he's been cheating on his fiance and when he's out of town, away from his, her and his kid. And yeah, I don't think so. I think he looks. I think it. I think it's. It. We live in a time now where people are praised for getting on camera and crying about their feelings and crying about their mistakes. You know. Uh, Dude, we make mistakes. We're fucking human. The other thing like, about this I, we, too is he he has enough friends in the the industry that I'm sure that this decision to do this wasn't just on his own. You know, he's been silent for a while, but I guarantee he's talking to people. You know, he's probably talking. Oh, he's probably talking to Brian Callen and who you know who's going through a lot of stuff right now too in the industry. And you can know, you tell? Right, but I mean, like, can you tell? But I mean, he's probably talking to like bigger people too, like Joe Rogan and stuff like that too. That just trying to—I seriously doubt it. You don't think so? No. Joe Rogan's not talking to him about this. You don't think? No, no. Joe, you, you. When Ari Shafir made the Kobe comment or the joke, whatever you want to call it, did you ever hear Joe Rogan talk about that? Well, no, but I'm that. There's nothing saying that they weren't talking behind the scenes. They're supposed to be best friends. That's what I'm That's saying. Supposed to be his homie. Well, I know, but that doesn't mean he has to talk about that on the show. That makes it... What? What do you mean, what? Are you kidding me? Your best friend is under media attack for something he said. Which, by the way, he has the right to say, and he calls it a joke. And Joe Rogan's this this purveyor of comedy, and comedy is sacred. No one should be able to tell someone what's funny or not, and you shouldn't... He didn't say a goddamn word about it. A little bit odd. All I'm saying is if he didn't say anything about that, he's definitely not talking to Chris Lee about this. I'm going to go even a step further. I bet you he hasn't even talked to Brian Callen about his situation. Uh, that I don't know. I guess I don't what know I'm saying is Joe Rogan lives in a goddamn bubble, okay? And that that bubble it doesn't have many people in it, I guess is my did, point. Did Rogan ever say, like, give an explanation of why he moved? Why he moved to Texas? It's funny you ask that. So... I was just listening to his episode with Tim Dillon, and apparently he's got big announcements coming. Like he's changing Austin. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna rebuild the city. It's gonna be the new LA. Okay. Kind of the way he was kind of the 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 picture he was painting. So okay. we'll see. I think that's why. Look, I think it just his life changed. Uh, all these guys are moving though. So Segura moved to Austin. Uh Tony Diaz. Hinchcliffe moved to Austin. Tim Dillon moved to Austin. Joey Diaz moved back. I think they're home, trying to get their little clique back together, and they found a new city that they're able to do it in. Didn't Joey if they Diaz shut move Austin back down home? Like LA shut down, then they'll go somewhere else. What? Didn't Joey Diaz move back home? He went to New Jersey or something. Yeah, I think that's where I think that's where he went to. Went to. But yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. It's it's weird. like you still have your comedians in LA, but I don't know. I wonder if you if you're going to see a lot of them move away too. Well, if, if California is as bad as they're saying, maybe. I mean, it is a bubble. It's a... Well, look, it just my pour- friends that live in California that are... One is in L.A. Uh, they don't claim it to be as bad as these comedians are saying. The comedians can't work the same way they could. That's why they're upset. And I get it. You got to work. 
you got to perform. That's how you earn your living. So they move. So they'll start a new little click in Austin. No big deal. But it is a click. It is a click. If I mean, if you, I, I get it. it. You know, L.A. had like, you know, the comedy store and stuff like that. That that has been massive over the past few years, which I imagine is going to decline. Now that you've got... Apparently it's not even going to open or kind of he kind of eluded to that i guess they're shutting it down I don't, I don't know i don't know i don't know but also listen as much as i like a lot of the comedians that regularly perform there this whole idea of it being this sacred ground where you're surrounded by murderers and assassins which stop let's stop calling comedians assassins okay <laughs> You tell stories and you tell dick jokes. Stop. Stop. But like it's this 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 sacred ground where if you're not a part of the group and if you're not working on your craft, you're going to get buried by all of these assassins. Let's stop that. That can happen anywhere and it does happen everywhere. Right. That's what they're going to. That's what he's doing in Austin, essentially, which is good. Yeah. Do it there. You know, that's that's how he that's. That's why these guys are accessible as they are, you know, but you know, it's a click. I'm, but I'm curious. Yeah, but I'm there, curious. There are, other com- there, are other, there are other comedy clubs in the United States that do just as well as the comedy store that have just as funny of people. Like a lot of these guys just paint this picture. Like if you don't do comedy at the comedy store, then it's over. It's over for you. Yeah. You can't, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm not a comedian. So maybe they're right. I, but I just, I, I just wonder what he means by he's going to basically rebuild L.A. in Austin. Like, I don't understand. Well, he, didn't, he didn't say that. That's how I took it. Okay. Hmm. I'll send you a clip. I'll send you I'll send you something. You'll get a better idea. I probably should have had that ready, but sorry. <laughs> I, do it. I was literally listening to it before we started. So Okay. Uh, look, man, I don't think Chris D'Elia's job should have been in jeopardy because of what he did. You don't lose your job because you cheat on your fiance. You just don't. And but, you don't lose your job because someone accuses you of something that's not true. You just don't. But that's a question, too. Is he, I mean, are, are comedy clubs like purposely not booking him or anything like that? Have we heard anything like that? I don't know how many comedy clubs are open right now, but he stopped doing his podcast. He stopped doing it. You know, the YouTube. I mean, it, he basically disappeared. Whereas, like, but, but, I, guy but, but I wonder the same thing. I wonder if that was a sponsor or, thing or if that was a. I'm sure it was. You think? I'm sure it was. Okay. Which fuck off me undies. He had sex with an 18 <laughs> year old. Who cares? Yeah. What does it have to do with your product? Right. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, be funny. I guess that was my whole point. You weren't funny, bro. Uh, what happened to comedians, man? Like, dude, can you could you imagine Richard Pryor apologizing for something like this? Richard Pryor set himself on fire when he was freebasing cocaine. Yeah, but dude, and he you, did. He spent thirty minutes talking about it during a special. Oh, by the way, that happened right after that situation. It was a different, I know it sounds cliche to say, but it was a different time, different people watching that, man. Like, it's not that anymore. And you, and no no matter how many times we say that it shouldn't be the way it is, you know, you just because you're accused of something doesn't mean you automatically lose everything. 
You know, anybody can accuse you of anything at any point. And that, and you're supposed to lose your livelihood because of that? That's ridiculous. No, that's my point. And I get it. Bullshit. I get what you're saying, but people aren't looking at it that way anymore. People are conditioned to look at things differently now. It's just it just the way it is. And if you want to continue a career, you have to make your way through it somehow. And you have to make the decisions that you think are going to keep people with their eyes in your direction. More like more people on one side than the other. Like, you know what I mean? Like you've got it. You've got to try to keep your crowd watching your stuff and doing what you doing, what you're doing. His crowd expects him to be funny. Okay. So if he had made a joke there, Hey, Chris is back. He's being funny again. I'm on board. Will you lose some fans? If you don't apologize, perhaps will you gain fans? If you don't apologize, perhaps, but will the true integrity of what you do as a profession stay intact? Absolutely. Are you sure about if that? If you don't apologize. He's a comedian, man. I what know, we, dude. I know. What are, what are we talking about? Because what you're saying is what the media is loving to attack now. Like the media yeah. wants to attack everything that he says and put it in a negative light. And that's the thing. And I th- that's why I think he came out and tried and he, his version of getting in front of this was saying what he said, apologizing and saying that he's working through it. So because if not, if he would have made that joke, media would have jumped down his throat. But he's not ahead of it, dude. He disappeared for months. I know. Getting ahead of it is making that statement like a week after the allegations. That's getting ahead of it. He disappeared. Okay. I understand that. He's not ahead of it. It's controlling his life now. His livelihood as a professional, I guess, is my point. Um, But also, okay, let me ask you this. I wonder what the behind the scenes is with sponsors. So say say this situation happened. He got the allegations against him. Sponsors come to him and say, listen, man, we're going to have to, we can't do this. We we don't want to be attached to this controversy. And they step away. So then he steps away. I mean, how, how do sponsors, I guess, I just wonder what the behind the scenes is with sponsors, like what they're, how they look at situations like this. Is it automatically we drop you? We're just, we're just we don't want to be attached to this? Like, I, I don't know. I'm curious. Some, some would. I mean, I don't, I don't think all people would, would approach it that way. Um, but I mean, he chooses his sponsors. So I think you get, I, I don't know. I dude, I don't know. Okay, don't. okay. Well, the other side of that is, I wonder if any, if if say he was in contact with the sponsors that he had and said, "Listen, I'm uh, I'm getting ready to put out this video apologizing for what I did," and this don't do that. Listen, I'm just curious if he w- would be able to regain sponsorship back if he were if he said that, "Hey, I'm going to put out a video. I'm going to try to get ahead of this thing a little bit by apologizing and try to move on with my career." If I do this. Would you be willing to jump back on board? I wonder if that's a thing. And I wonder if that's part of this. If that is a thing, it's gross. Possibly, but if his show if his his uh YouTube podcast jumps back on board in 2 weeks and he's got sponsors again, I it's going to make me think that something like that happened. Gross. Just saying. I know. Yeah, so I mean, if he, the one thing we haven't said is that if these allegations were true, 
then would it be okay that he loses the ability to work and all that stuff? Well, yeah, yeah. That would make him a criminal, yeah, right? Right. He had sex with a minor. That's a crime. Right. But th- those allegations are not true. Everything was consensual. Everyone was of age. So, But still, how do you move forward? You do what you're supposed to do, which is be a comedian and joke about it. Do you, that's, a, that's a tough situation. A, but does he really want the people that would be offended by jokes as fans anyway? As a comedian, are those people you want? Are those the people that you're performing for and are, and are pandering to? No. Well, well, listen, and I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't know that it's necessarily just that. I mean, if if you if you have the allegations around you and you've got that stigma around you now, that probably has a lot to do in the industry of like getting booked and things like that too. Like you're, 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 I would imagine that your livelihood isn't on the line just because of the losing fans. It's probably because of losing, you know, venues booking you and things like that because you're attached to this now. You think every venue I'm not saying every venue. I'm saying some. Do you think the comedy store would shun him, would not let him perform? I don't know. Let's get real. <laughs> no. Some some place like not, the comedy not. store who who used to have like your Richard Pryor and George Carlin's and stuff like that, they're probably not going to. But maybe maybe you're like uh like local places to us like your Funny Bone or your Helium Comedy Club or something like that, they might if either of those places, if 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 it were if it were actual news that either of those places didn't let Crystalia perform there, I would pick it outside of the box offices at both of them. <laughs> I would protest for Crystalia. I'm serious, because that's ridiculous. I know, I get it, and that that might not even be a thing. I'm just I'm just thinking of all the different ways that he could be affected by this. I got you. Well. I'm still waiting for him to be funny again. <laughs> I, I, I don't like sad, sobbing comedian apologizing for previous behavior that morally may have been questionable, but again, he didn't commit any crimes. Right. And I'm, he has the right to feel bad about what he did, what he's done. Sure. I understand. I have no interest in hearing about it again. Now that you've already said you feel bad and you're working on yourself, cool. If you're now a guy who just gets on YouTube and talks about how you can better yourself, not through comedy, but through whatever. All right. I got my own therapist, bro. I don't need you. So (laughs) (laughs) moving on. That's it. That's it. I don't know. Yeah, I get it. But um, can can you answer me a question? Who do you dislike more? Who is so? Do you? <laughs> so I think we're both on the same page here. That comedians should be able to be comedians. They should be able to say what they want to say, and uh-huh. they shouldn't. Their careers shouldn't be devastated by allegations and accusations that turn out to not be true. Right? We're on the same page. Yeah. Okay. You sent me a story about someone who has decided in their fifties, they're going to go back to college and they're going to play 
athletic or they're going to participate in collegiate athletics as a 50 year old. Mm -hmm. Now, when I say that, just like that, most people will probably go, well, what are they fucking crazy? Maybe, but this person specifically cuckoo for cocoa puffs, possibly, but are they, are they as crazy if it is a man who decides to become a woman or say that he, she was always a woman and then decides to participate in collegiate basketball with other women. Is that crazy? Does that upset you? Yes. Let me go a step further. This woman is also six, every bit of six, six, <laughs> yeah. two, thirty, And was Fair? in the Navy. And was a Navy SEAL. Yeah. Fair? No. To the 5'8 point guard? No. From the woods who played at your <laughs> high school? Probably not. No. And So what do you do? I've been thinking about like, and you're probably, do you, do you're, you have you're gonna that be, story. Do you know the name of this person? Yes, I do actually. Because I didn't save it. Yeah, I do. Hang on. It is. Oh, where did she, where did she go? This is a controversial topic, man. We got to be careful. Yes, it is. Her name Lose, uh, is Gabrielle Ludwig. Okay. And okay, I'm not trying to toe the line or anything. What I'm trying to say here is that. I don't look down upon anybody who wants mm. to feel comfortable in their own body. Oh yeah. Dude, yeah, absolutely. And if this is and if, you know, transgender is the way you need to go to be comfortable with your life and be who you want to be and feel how you want to feel, that's perfectly fine with me and I'm never going to badmouth or down anybody for that. But but when it comes to sports, big butt. Big butt. When it comes to Huge sports, butt. I can't understand how it is fair to anyone, especially women, and I understand equality and all this stuff, but especially women, to put someone who used to be a man on the court with them in basketball, or the worst of them all, MMA, because we also have a transgender fighter who was a male who transitioned to female and broke a woman's skull. Correct. Not the first woman either. How is this fair? How it's not. I don't. You're, you're, I don't understand. And it's like the only reason that it's being done, from what I can see, is just because. What do you, What do you do? Do you make a transgender league of something, or like a, a basketball league, or a MMA? You know, just for transgender MMA fighters. I don't. I don't know what to do. And the other question I had, and I was trying to look this up, and I couldn't find anything, but I didn't look really hard. Do you have the opposite scenario happening? Do you have women transitioning to men and then trying to fight in or, or fight or anything in men's sports? No. You don't? No. Okay. I mean, there, there, that might be a situation, but no. I mean, there, it, I don't know of one. Okay. That could be happening somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You know, um, Look, with the guy, the, I'm sorry, the the woman who is playing collegiate basketball, mm -hmm. who used to be a man or who has transitioned to being a woman from a man. Now, is it fair 
well, how good is, how good is she at basketball? I mean, she fucking sucks. She sucks. Then whatever. Good luck. From the pictures I've seen, she don't look great. But she also the the article that I was reading was saying that she hasn't like really played basketball. She played basketball in college and for one semester back in 1980. Okay, so look, it's a man who's had experience playing basketball. Right who's now, who has transitioned into being a woman. So he's trying to compete on a different level than he used to. I'm sorry. She is trying to compete on a different level than she used to. I don't know. I don't know how level the playing field is there, but I do know in fighting, it's different. Mm -hmm. You do not get to. uh, Dude, when it comes to fighting, it's just different because we're different. Men and women are different physiologically when it comes to that. Just the power the power difference and the ability to hurt someone is just different. It's just different. It is. Um, you know, and for like Fallon Fox was the example I gave to you. And I don't know mm-hmm. if that's who you're talking about. But yeah, like, it was. Fallon Fox was another, she was in the military of some kind, was a man for many, many years, had a child with a woman, his high school, her high school sweetheart transition and started fighting and beating the shit out of women. The, 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 the discrepancy was, it was astronomical. Just the difference in size and power, everything. He was just ragdolling girls. She was just ragdolling girls. No, I don't think that's fair. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how that equates to basketball a sport like basketball. You know, but in physical sports with heavy physical contact, no, no, sorry. You don't get to go play field hockey, women's field hockey now, you know? Right. And I don't even know how physical, isn't field hockey pretty physical? Isn't there pretty physical? I don't really, I don't really know. I don't know. Whatever. You get what I'm saying. Hang on. Is field hockey and lacrosse the same thing or is that two different sports? That's two different sports i can't believe you i don't think i don't think i know what field hockey is i've heard it before i I definitely know what lacrosse (sighs) is (laughs) okay fine you don't get to go play women's lacrosse okay you don't lacrosse is a physical sport yeah and there is women's lacrosse no you don't get to go play with women now um yeah i i don't have i don't have a solution i do know in fighting we're 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 a long ways away in fighting for that to even be okay. Maybe in collegiate basketball, we could find a way to make it work fine. But because basketball, while it is a physical sport at times, there's, there's a certain level of skill that you need to have to compete at different levels. So she may not, the, 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 the woman we're speaking of, she may not, she may not even have the skill to compete at that level. In which case, Okay, you're just a you're a, a member of the team. You're just someone who's there. And that happens at all levels for both male men and women, you know. Well, there yeah. Are people who well, just Yeah, I mean if you think about like in say an Amanda Nunes or somebody like that who is very who is dominant in MMA. She could probably in in the around the same weight class fight a man in that same weight class. A trained man. I mean, or I, I mean, an average guy. 
I don't know. You seem like you seem like you're on the opposite side of the spectrum with me on this. Do I think that Amanda Nunes could compete at featherweight okay, okay, in the UFC? Okay, well, okay, with men. Here, no. here, here, okay. Here's here's where I was going with that. Take somebody in her weight class, a man, and then they transition to a woman and then come over. Trained or not trained, does that make a difference? If they're going to fight Amanda Nunes. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Does make a huge difference. So for yeah, yeah. you, it's the same scenario. Whether Amanda Nunes goes and fights a man in her same weight class now that's trained, or if a trained male transitions to a female and then goes over and fights her. Like, this is a legit question to me. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Okay. Same weight class? Yeah. So they've had a little bit of training. They've now transitioned. They're now a woman. Mm-hmm. They're now fighting in the UFC at 145. Mm-hmm. And Amanda Nunes is who they signed the contract to fight. Yeah. How much training have they had? <laughs> like how much? Like years or like a couple months? Well, I mean, if they're in the UFC, they've got to have some training. Forget about transitions. If you're a man and you've had six months of training, and you weigh 150 pounds, and you go fight Amanda Nunes, she's going to wipe the fucking floor with you. Right. Okay. However, if you're a man who's been competing in MMA for eight years, you've been fighting at every regional circuit, you've been fighting on every promotion, and you get the call up to the UFC, and they say, you're going to fight Amanda Nunes, I don't feel good about Amanda Nunes' chances. I don't. I guess what I'm saying is, I don't think there's any... I, I don't I, think there's I, any man on the UFC roster at featherweight that Amanda Nunes should be fighting or could be fighting. Let me just say that. And I am a, I, as you know, am an, an Amanda Nunes fan. Yes. But do I think Amanda Nunes could walk in this room right now and kick my ass? 100%. However, what are the rules? What are the rules? Okay. Just punches. Is there jujitsu? Is there grappling? Kicks? No kicks? I want to know. Because I feel like there are, there are a few situations where I know I could take her. Just really? Saying. You really think so? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. And that is not standing. She's going to box her face off. I don't know, man. I'm just <laughs> saying. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't like this conversation. The I fact don't know. that you, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can agree with you on this I, one. I don't know. I don't know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I would never fight a woman. Period. Period. Even if it, no, I wouldn't. Um, no. Well, how much money are we talking? <laughs> I'd let Amanda Nunes hit me in the face for there. There is a price. Um. Yeah, man. I. It, it, I don't have a solution. I don't, I don't, there's, I don't know if there should be transgender leagues. I, I think that would help. I think that would help alleviate some of the concerns and the overall confusion and apprehension and just overall feeling of awkwardness and being uncomfortable that people have around transgender anyway. Like you said at the beginning of this, I don't have a problem. I, I, like you, do not have a problem if you were meant to be a woman or you were meant to be a man, then you should do it. I'm not going to stop you. I don't think you're weird. I don't think anything's wrong with you. But there are people out there who do think you're weird and are uncomfortable with the situation and do not think you deserve the same things as them. 
it's unfortunate, but that's the way it is. And I personally, I don't, I don't have a solution, man. I don't, well, but I'm, it, I'm it, team, it, I'm team unity, man. Like I, I, right. I want to make this very clear, but I don't want you to get to beat up on girls. If you used to be a man, I don't think it's right. Mm-hmm. I think right. Yeah. Well, I I, and you know, and I mentioned just trying, like I mentioned the whole, like, do you make transgender leagues and stuff like that just as like a somewhat of a possible solution to all this. But even that would be so hard to do because of the, you know, amount in different areas of people who are actually transgender, who are trying to play certain sports and things like that. It would just be too hard to, I mean, maybe in the future, you know, maybe 50, maybe 50 years down the road that it, it, it could be you know, something like that. I don't know, but yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, look, I think like a lot of things in this country and a lot of things in life, I feel like transgender athletes need the correct or the proper advocates, meaning other transgender people should be the ones fighting for their freedom. And I think people who are not transgender should shut the fuck up. Be on their side, right? So what, what do you mean? Their... You're talking about like the LGBTQ and like the, the well, community? No, no, no. Here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. So like if you're, yeah, I, I probably need to elaborate. Okay. So, so, okay. I've seen as far as like Fallon Fox goes, the MMA fighter, which I believe she's now retired. I don't think she fights anymore. So, I, the, uh, but either way, I've seen a lot of the people online who are sort of defending her rights to fight were women just women who okay. have always been a woman and part of their their argument was well she's always been a woman since birth she's been a woman and that's where i think there's some gray area yeah so was she a woman when she had a child with another woman she right. gave that woman her sperm right uh, i don't think so i don't think so this is just identity speaking though right I don't know. Cause that's well, where, that, that's I mean, where, that's where the waters get really rough when it comes to like talking about does, people it, who are gender fluid and they are, uh, you know, they, they identify as a different gender or anything like that. And like we said, I have nothing against that. You do you, that's perfectly fine. And if that's do whatever makes you feel comfortable to get through this life, but still it's just, I don't know where the law, like how you incorporate everybody together to get unity. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. Like I said, I don't have the solutions, but like, I do know that once upon a time she was a man. There's proof of that. Um, her daughter is proof, right? And because of that, I still don't think it's okay for her to punch women in the face. I think we need to hold off on that just yet. I, I just do. I just, I, I, I but, okay. But the, is that only because of like, what if she, what if she wasn't a good fighter as a man? Like, what if she was like a mediocre MMA fighter and she had, okay. and she had, and she, was. she, and she, she was she just, was. she was just mediocre. Yeah. And then when she transitioned over, there was no over, technique. Oh, really? She was just okay. pummeling girls. She, yeah, she was just pummeling girls who were smaller than her. Okay, I got gotcha. Who also, by the way, were mediocre fighters. Gotcha, okay. 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying this to be an asshole. I mean, people can look this up. There are videos, there's video evidence, Yeah. you know, and if you've watched MMA more than for 15 minutes of your life, you're going to see the discrepancy there. Um, could she have competed in the UFC? Probably not from just from a skill level. Well, and see, and that's what I, I'm curious of, like, how does, how does UFC treat that? Do they look at it? I mean, just based off of skill alone. What do you mean? Like, do they let her fight in the UFC based on skill? Yeah. Well, that should be the case, right? That should be. But does the UFC, do they want the headline? Right. I don't know. I think we've offended everyone with this episode. I don't think so. Because we've, no. looked, we've looked at both sides of everything. I'm trying not to be offensive. When, and again, I... I I just know. Okay. 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 I just know as someone who grew up playing sports and competing in sports, I can't think of a single moment beyond like second grade soccer where a girl should have ever been on the field with the types of people that I the, ty- the types of people with the skill level they had that I played with in any sport. Can't. Can't think of it. Just can't. Uh, so does that make me a bad person? Maybe. That certainly doesn't scream equality. But as we talked about with the Sarah Fuller, the kicker, I don't want girls on the football field, man. They're going to get hurt. Right. So, yeah, I might sound like a... a uh, sexist pig right now, but I mean, the I only, this is going to sound really dumb too, but the only way I could think about it would be is if you have leagues growing up that never separate the boys and the girls, it's not going to be the most competitive league. No, but what, you know what I'm saying though? Like if you have that, you know, basketball, uh, soccer, whatever, uh, even, you know, training in MMA and stuff like that, like growing up, if you don't separate the boys from the girls and make just boys basketball teams and just girls basketball teams and stuff, if you keep them all together growing up, now you've got that unity factor, but the guys are still just beca- just genetically going to be superior. It's just going to happen. Yes. Yes. And that's no knock at women by any means. That's just a genetic thing it's going it's going to happen you're a sexist pig thank you and we are not we we have not made any resolutions at all here i don't know how this isn't an obvious thing though you know like i i for real like you can see at a very early age the difference you know yeah you take the best you take the best player in the WNBA. And put her on the court with LeBron James. It's not even close. Forget about the physical. I'm talking about the skill, the skill level. Is the best player in the WNBA? Is she great? Does she have tons of skill? Absolutely. 100%. Uh, not as much as most of the men in the, the NBA. 
Right. Why is that? Is because she didn't get the opportunity to play with men? Or is because there's just a difference? That is the that is the real question. Yeah. And I Which mean, I don't know. Who is here, the best player the thing, in the here, WNBA? Here, I don't know. Is it Sue Bird? I don't we'll know. Call, we'll say it's we'll say it's Sue Bird. Anyway. Well, okay, but what you just said is tricky though, because it's kind of both. Because they because the women would probably because of the the strength and things like that that men would have uh, advantage in if they had the opportunity to just play with men all the way up they may have more skill they like they would have to have, have acquired to to I get not stay relevant but you know what I mean like they would have to have acquired more skills to stay in the loop with with guys if they're playing with guys growing up the whole way, right? Yeah, they Does might that make be any more sense? skillful, but they're still not going to be able to compete at an advanced age. Right. With This is the other thing too. Just acknowledging that we're different is wrong now, which I it's bizarre to me. Right? Yeah. And this is why I wish I was a comedian because I would say you know, I think, well, I think it's Joe Rogan that has that joke where he was like, men and women are different. We just are. He's like, I, I, I live with nothing but girls, but I could beat the fuck out of all of them. Right. You know? Yeah. That might sound rude to some people, but holy shit, it's a fucking reality. Yeah. You know? Why is it wrong to say that now? Not that you'll beat the shit out of <laughs> a woman, but I'm saying like, why is it wrong to say that? Hey, we're different. Just this, men and women are different. There's just some things are different. Uh, I don't know because of the equality thing. And didn't this all stem like? Okay, not all of this, not the not the whole transgender thing, but like the equality thing and unity and all that. Like, didn't that stem probably from the basic, um, the basic thought of women make less money than men? Like, don't you think that's like the at the base of a lot of Like a lot of that? Um, yes. But never mind. Never mind. Is that... <laughs> is, did I just throw something at you, that, at you that was too hard to navigate through to not sound like a sexist pig? Well, again, again, it's when, when someone says well, women don't make as much as men, what are we talking about? Are we talking about a woman who's in the same position as a man? Same position at a company? Are you saying she makes less than a man? And I know, I know where you're going with this. I know the whole, like the, this whole, the, that whole, and that's why I said the thought of this because I know that when you look at statistics on this, the majority of this is is actually like men who are, you know, dinging in the mines versus you know a woman who's sitting at a computer desk. Or something like that, you know, it, like the, the comparison isn't there, but they try to make a comparison there. Yeah, yeah. There, there are tons of statistics around this. Like, do male CEOs make more than female CEOs? Yes. Do you know why? Because there aren't as many female CEOs. Right. Is that a problem? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a solution. You know, I wish I did. Hire more women, you fuckers, you corporate. Right greedy shitheads. I, 
you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not against. I, I, Jesus Christ, we need to, we need to end this episode. I'm not against, I'm not against a woman having any job at all. Other than if you used to be a man and you want to punch women, other women in the face, then I have a problem with it. I've, I've said my piece. Okay. I, I, that's really how I feel. Okay. Have you ever had a female boss? Yeah. Any, any job you've had, any job you've had. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was that like for you? I mean, I didn't look at it any differently, whether it was a male or a female. It never crossed your mind that your boss was female, right? Not really. huh? So I want to meet these people who really have an issue with that. And I want to kick them all in the balls. Because right. I'm sure it's all men who have a problem with their boss being female. Maybe some women. But in which case, they don't have balls and I'm not going to kick them. But yeah, I, why? You really, you really never stopped and thought about, oh, my, my boss is a woman. This, I mean, the, the dynamic of the workplace is different because my boss is a woman. And if you really haven't, I believe you because I haven't either. But I mean, you, I'm not going to say that I've never actually looked at it like. Forget is, about is, obvious it, shit. No, but listen, but it, would the dynamic be different if it was a male versus a female? Yeah, it's probably going to be because most of the time males run things a little differently than females do. Not necessarily. Yeah, a, but, not less. That's not necessarily a good or a bad thing. Just saying, but that's probably I think about. How a, you said it is bad. <laughs> why? <laughs> the dynamic of the job shouldn't change, regardless of whether the boss is a woman or a man, right? Because at the end of right. the day, their agenda is the same. Right. We have these these goals to achieve. We have yes. these things we need to get done. Yes. How they enforce them is up to them, but it shouldn't really depend on whether they're a man or a woman. Okay, so when I said dynamic, I didn't mean the job itself. I meant like how... See, this the, how is why pe- the conversation's tricky because you know yeah. what? What I just said, and I know you weren't going to respond this way, but I've actually had this argument or I kind of got roped into an argument like this where I said to someone, another guy, what I just said, and their response was, well, that's because women are more emotional. And then all the women in the room got fucking furious and I was like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. out of this one. I'm out. <laughs> but that's how people respond yeah, to I something get it. like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't really like the whole emotional argument either because I've seen men who have been in supervisor or lead positions who have been just as emotional, if not more emotional, than a lot of women that I've seen too. So I don't like, I don't like that argument either. Were they just, were they just emotional? And I'm talking about the men. Were they just emotional people, or they just couldn't handle the role that they were in? I've seen both. Yeah, but I mean. Yeah, that, I, I can see both sides of that, how, depending on how, no matter how you frame it, somebody's probably going to be offended by it. So to walk away from it's probably the smartest idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, in that situation, I was like, I got to get out of this. This is stupid. Right. But we're, but it's a, it's a, while I don't agree with it, I understand the argument, but that's the age-old tale about how women just, are mo- like the reason that pe- people say that is because like women are, are, aren't supposed to be the one like it's like the 1950s mentality right right like the the, the 1950s housewife mentality it, like the, that's that doesn't work anymore right you know mm-hmm. that's why when you say like women are more emotional than men it's like really are they we're all emotional in some sort of way yeah you know like the, and I think people 
this is like they they associate the word emotional with just like like uh, to the emo like i think what most comes to the people that use that argument what comes to their mind is emotional means like you're soft like you cry about everything like you you're emotional like you just can't get over things right right what there are there's a wealth of emotions you can feel at any given time so like emotional to me means you actually are a person you have emotions about several things that happen throughout the day and certain people evoke different emotions in you and uh, i don't know it's just it's a casual word you know emotional it's mm-hmm. like it's a word we just casually throw around but i feel like maybe we shouldn't but i think it's too far gone now anyway that it's just going to be that way you know yeah um i don't know but it means more than what people intended to me i guess is my point yeah um but <laughs> people get away with can skate by on a lot of shit like that. So it's true. Well, if we've learned anything in this episode, uh, it's going to be that everybody's going to hate us because no matter how we, (laughs) no matter how we look at things, people are going to be offended. But I feel like we pulled, we went, came at every topic from all the directions while also telling what our feelings are. And that's about as good as we can do. If we're going to talk about a topic that can be controversial. Here are my feelings. Comedians need to be comedians. If you're ever a man, in 2021, you cannot punch a woman in the face. And people should not lose their livelihood over accusations. I think those are my feelings. Maybe I I have more. I don't know. I like it. So with that, let's get out of here. 